Hello, and welcome back to the Fun Hinged Podcast. Did you miss us? We missed you. But here we are, rocked you like a hurricane. I am Kevin Anderson, one of your two hosts with the two mosts. We'll be joined shortly here by my co-host Hollis Black for this episode in which we discuss the 2021 film Malignant from director James Wan, a director you may be familiar with, but let me assure you, dear listener, you are not prepared for how fucking silly this movie is. I mean, we'll get into it for sure, but rest assured, if you're on the fence about seeing this film, because maybe you like James Wan's other stuff, this feels like the time that he got to do what he wanted to do and fuck everybody else, and we love it, slash are bewildered by it for that. But we won't be reviewing it alone, folks, no, no. But we have another guest on the show, our dear friend Nadav Fleischer, comedian, friend of both mine and Hollis's, certainly. He stopped by to help us talk about this. Some would call it a train wreck, but it's like if a train wreck could also be delightful, you know? A goofy, bizarre masterpiece, if you're into that kind of thing. So, spoiler alerts for sure for Malignant. We absolutely dissect the entire plot, and we talk about all the twists and turns. So, if you're wanting to see it before listening to our recap, then go do that right now. Pause this, go go watch a whole movie, and then come right back and enjoy this episode of Fun Hinged. With myself, Hollis Black, and our delightful guest, Nadav Fleischer. Enjoy! Let's see here. Uh, before we get into this, let's do a little vocal warm-up. Vocal warm-up here. Uh, check, check, testing, testing, one, two. The backwards boy used his big backwards butt to bounce from balcony to balcony. The backwards boy's butt bounced from balcony to balcony. <laughs> <laughs> the bat. Ba- I don't remember the backwards. <laughs> the backwards boy bumbled, but <laughs> backwards boys always make the best buddies. Backwards boys always make the best buddies. The backwards, backwards boy baked me some brownies and a nice glass of electricity, which I drank. I drank the electricity. That's a thing. I- Hi guys. <laughs> Oh, we make it up. Uh, yes. <laughs> I was trying to, I was like, what, I was supposed to remember that? No, 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 <laughs> not at all. Uh, in fact, the, the less listening you do in general on this podcast, the better it'll be. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh boy, I'm going to do great. The backwards uh, boy drank a bountiful bouquet of electricity. Wait, you're still doing this? I don't know. <laughs> you did give us a hey guys, so I guess we're in. Hello, this is the Fun Hinged Podcast. The show with the best vocal warm-ups in the biz. I, of course, am one of your hosts, Kevin Anderson. I'm Hollis Black. Another one of the hosts. Yep. And today we have a guest. Please welcome Nadal Fleischer. Nadal Fleischer! Oh, welcome me. Nadal, of course, uh, a dear friend of the Bleak and Review podcast, which is, you know, a sister sister pod to this, to this behemoth, uh, and also a connoisseur of the wacky media. Indeed. I would say that is uh, accurate. That's an accurate statement. Say every, I would say every time I, I talk to Nadav, uh, he has some interesting new anime on his mind that I always get to hear about. So it's always, there's always something, there's always something new and wacky going on. 
to give you an idea of my taste, one of my favorite things uh, to do, one of my favorite YouTube videos is a five-second clip of a man deep-throating a doorknob while Minecraft music plays. And uh, I habitually cast that on random TVs in the house, especially if my roommates are in another room. I'll cast it from another room, interrupt whatever they're watching, just so they have to watch a, a man deep-throating a doorknob to Minecraft music. Would you say that that's your favorite film? I think that is in my top three. The amount of times that Nadav has just weaponized that clip against <laughs> me and many that I know. Nadav is pretty good at weaponizing YouTube. I would say the balloon popping guy is another one. I can't find that one anymore. Good. good. Did they fucking kill him and delete his account? <laughs> <laughs> they must have. <laughs> That seems like the logical conclusion. Uh, to the, the listeners, this video we're referring to is a man whose head is stuck through. It it's like he's buried alive. You can just see his head. And he's inside of a box and he's wearing a mask with a bunch of needles coming out like pinhead. And balloons are dropping on him and he just has to use his the wind from his mouth. He has to blow the balloons up and then they pop on his face and he gets startled every time a little bit. Now, I think we've talked about this on in life, not on a podcast and off, but do we think that this is a fetish thing? I think he was uh, captured. I think that's part of uh, a dark web snuff film. Oh, so a fetish thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of the things that Nadav shows me on YouTube can like really just very tidily be put into a this or that quiz game where it's like fetish or stuff. Fetish or art piece. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I think that is the line that we as uh, connoisseurs of uh, ridiculous media, Hollis, that is the line we're constantly writing. Is 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 Willy's Wonderland a good film or am I is somebody's just specific kink coming through in a 90 minute action film? <laughs> <laughs> it is the line we are constantly towing, I think. Yeah, like some furry masochists. Yeah. Yeah, I can see some that. Some weaselkin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which... <That's... laughs> I know that's a thing, but I get so upset every time I hear any version of like something kin. Me, I know is... it's a thing, but I don't know why I have a visceral reaction every time. <laughs> the girl that I'm uh, currently seeing was telling me a story about a date she went on with a birdkin. Oh. She said it was wholly uh, unsettling. Yeah, I, I believe that. <laughs> do they make, do they spit the food in each other's mouths? That was, I was immediately wondering that. <laughs> I think, I, I imagine like, I don't know, that seems more like a parental thing, right? Like if that's more oh, of a, yeah. like, I don't know if that's just like, that's not like raw dog, my cloaca daddy. Like that's different than, than like the mother. But then again, was there step bird porn out there where it's like, uh, this isn't my real mom. So it's okay if she barfs worms into me. <laughs> and other sentences I don't think have ever been said before. <laughs> did did the birdkin take her on a date to the candy store to eat gummy worms? That these are things that will, I will ask her on date number two uh, because this came up pretty early in the relationship. So obviously, all of this aside, this is of course uh, fun hinged, and this is just giving you setting the groundwork a little bit for the kind of energy you can expect from this episode. <laughs> we, it took us about three minutes to get into balloon fetishes and birdkins, and I would say that the film that we are here to discuss today is a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> It's a it's it's kind of continuing our tradition of well our recent tradition of 
what's in the box offices right now? What's on HBO Max right now that fits into the categories uh, that we typically dive into uh, here on Fun Hinge, which is uh, absurd media, wacky media, upsetting media. And of course, our last episode, we did the Suicide Squad, which definitely fits into that category. This time around, we're doing Malignant by James Wan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's what are you... It's time to cut out the cancer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, hashtag, it's time to cut out the cancer, everybody. Yep. So before we dive into it, I, I just want to say for anyone listening, like, I feel like Olivia covered this pretty well last time by being like, why, why are you listening to this if you haven't seen it? But right. I'll just say, hey, if you haven't seen Malignant, if you're expecting like a really well thought out, like hard hitting horror film, you're probably going to get angry at this movie. Yes. But if you're expecting something wacky over the top... This is maybe the most fun I've had watching a movie in like a couple years. Yeah. Do you? So do go you guys... watch it. We're going to spoil things from here on out. Oh, if you get sure. mad, it's your own fault. Yeah. Big time. Big time spoilers. But also, uh, I will also put the caveat here that if you're on the fence about whether you actually give a shit enough to watch this film or you want to just hear us yell about it, I had Nadav spoil this movie entirely for me before. Like on like I requested it. I requested because. Nadav, you were very passionate about talking about this film right after you saw it. And in, in the moment, I hated it because, like Hollis was saying, I went in expecting like a good horror movie. And I was just like, I did laugh in the theater, but it really made me mad. And then it took me a couple days. And I think part of it was describing it to you. Yeah. And then I, eventually I was like, I think I loved it and I need to watch it again. <laughs> I was, and, and to wrap up, what, yeah, what I was, so like Nadav was telling me about it before I had seen it. And then we all watched it together for this podcast. But when I I still enjoyed the movie, even though I had pretty much knew exactly what was going to happen at every turn, just because it's that kind of batshit crazy. Like, it's not like I was like, oh, the big reveal was ruined for me, because even though I knew the reveal was coming, and there's several silly reveals in this, and we'll get to them all, certainly. But even when they came and I was like, oh, that would have hit harder if I didn't know. No, it was still just as what the fuck as, as it could have possibly been if I went in blind. And then Hollis, you went in blind completely. I, yes, I went entirely blind. I, I, I'd heard people online complaining about the movie. And then a uh, friend of the podcast, Joe K, yes. uh, immediately got on, on Facebook to be like, I fucking love Malignant. Right. And uh, Joe and I, we definitely have that kind of relationship where when it comes to media, we either completely see eye to eye, we both really really love and really hate the same things, or like polar opposites. It's never like tepid or lukewarm with right. us. Right, right. Um, and so I saw so you, that. you weren't sure what to take from that review. Yeah, like I'm either going to love this or I'm going to hate it. So having heard bad stuff without knowing like what it was relationship what it was in relation to, like, plot-wise, I asked Joe, hey, without spoiling it, why do you like this movie? I just kind of want to try to go in unbiased if I can, and I've only heard negative stuff so far. Yeah. And Joe immediately goes, Hollis, it's wacky! <laughs> Which is a great way to start that. <laughs> yeah. And there's really no other way to describe it. There's really no... That is perfect. as a yeah. perfect encapsulation because... Uh, as we've as we mentioned, this is a James Wan film, and I think you know everyone knows his pedigree is. I mean, I would say uh, based in mostly somewhat you know critically and fan beloved uh, horror stuff. We got like, yeah, the Saw it's franchise. all conjurings, it's all ghosts, it's all you know just typical horror fare. It's good. It's well done. Yes. Well done. And then Aquaman horror. for some reason. <laughs> 
which was pretty good. No, I like Aquaman. I just can't. Every time that somebody says James Wan directed Aquaman, I learn it for the first time. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I can never retain that information. I'm like, oh yeah, that happened. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at his filmography right now. He also did uh, Fast Seven. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that one. That's one of my favorite Fast and Furious movies. You love too. the Fast movies. No, yeah, no, that's okay. probably that's probably my favorite one because really? it has some of the best. It has some of the best action sequences. You've got The Rock fighting Jason Statham. You've got Tony Jaw kicking Paul Walker through a door and then surfing him down a flight of stairs. <laughs> what? <laughs> like Legolas with the orc shield? Pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> it's the best. That is pretty good. Uh, and what else has James Wan done? Obviously, we know like so I like the first couple saws, and then I dropped off after Saw three personally. And I know he stopped directing them at a certain point anyway, right? I think he yeah. didn't do the first. I think he, one. He, no, he only he, did the second and onward, No, right? no, he did the first one. Oh, did he? Okay. And then he didn't direct any of the others. Oh wait, nope, I'm wrong. <laughs> no wait, no, I'm right. He was an executive producer for all of the saws sure. up to the final chapter. Uh, no, still on Jigsaw. Uh, so what about spiral from the book of saw? <laughs> yeah. Spiral. He was a executive producer on that. So that one. he I directed the first, but he was a producer for the rest of the series. Okay. And okay. I have a, I have, um, so like, I like the first saw and I like the second saw. And then this is certainly not the topic of the episode, so we can breeze past this, but saw three is one of the movies I hated the most viscerally in my whole life that I never watched another saw film, which I understand is probably a mistake. I should probably give some of them a try at some point. I'll probably try to do a saw marathon one day, but uh, and then you and don't yeah. have to. <laughs> but what if I want to see fine. the same formula done a bunch of times? I want to see a bunch of people getting bendy machines. <laughs> when you want to play, it's just a little guy asking if you want to play a game, and you just say no. You say no. yeah, yeah. You can always. Yeah, say has anyone no. tried that? Has anyone gone? I'm good. Yeah. I don't want to play what a game. If, what if that's, it's, it's literally the, uh, what is it? Uh, is it in a Bioshock where if you don't do anything for the first hour, like if you sit there and like you don't. Swim, oh, uh, Far Cry. Far Cry. That's right. You're right. It's Far Cry where you don't leave the office at the beginning of the game and you just sit there for like 15 minutes. The guy comes back and you get like your visa or whatever and you win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just goes to grass. That is yeah, one of my like favorite he's... insane Easter eggs. <laughs> I love that. That's all, I wish, all you just want to play game? No, Saw. I'm not feeling very playful today. All right. Well, see you later then. All right. Yeah, my mistake. Sorry. Do you know how I wish there was like... Oh, okay, go ahead. I wish there was like an alternate special feature movie of The Matrix where he takes the blue pill and just goes back to work and it's just an office drama movie. Nadav, I think this is what we need to write. <laughs> I think have that, we that, considered that that's what the new matrix is gonna be oh shit it's just a bunch of people living out it's like it's like office space <laughs> but like or like extract like a really droll down-to-earth workplace comedy <laughs> or maybe yeah, like, it's a comedy about just neo and trinity being like you know just like in the trailer they're like have we met because they uh, haven't spoken bond it could be like 50 first dates yeah. Oh shit. I want to follow the the path of the guy who really liked the steak. You know, Voltorb or whatever. Voltorb. <laughs> you mean Cipher? It wasn't even kind of close. It wasn't even a little close. Voltorb. Cipher. You mean from Mortal Kombat? No. <laughs> I had no idea. I just know that he had a bald head, and so I thought about Voltorb. I'm naming my firstborn Voltorb. <laughs> Voltorb Fleischer. Yeah, that's not bad. 
Yeah, I'd follow that. I'd follow that story for sure. I would follow uh, the guy who gets plugged back in uh, and just goes up. He's like, I want to be someone important, like an actor. And then he gets me too, do you know? <laughs> oh, man. It's the robots are like, ha suck it. The robots realize that the, that you have to you put in a lot of interpersonal human drama into the Matrix to make sure that you know people kept believing in the uh, the thing was real. Like if everything was all good and everyone was just eating steaks and being actors all the time, uh, it'd be tough. Yeah, big, yes, for, so. for for the listening audience, two big wistful huh reactions from both Hollis <laughs> and Dom. Like I never thought about it that way. But we're not we're certainly not here to rewrite the matrix. We are here to talk about malignant. Now, yes. Before we get into the big uh let's talk about the plot scene by scene, insane moment by insane moment thing. Nadav, we do this feature here on the show where we force our guests, or one of us if there's no guests, to try to summarize the plot of whatever we're talking about in about 60 seconds or so. Uh, do you feel that you're up to this challenge? I'll do my best. See, I was I was expecting he, him to do the, the saw thing and just say, no thanks, I don't no, feel playful. Because <laughs> that's acceptable as well. Um, okay, so sure, punch me up, baby. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to give you a three, two, one <laughs> countdown here in just a second. The Donkey okay. Kong music will play, and then I will time you, and I will give you, uh, you know, your 45 seconds, your 30 seconds, and your 15 seconds uh, to try to get through as much of the plot of this film as you can. Oh, Hollis has got the, the clock up and running. That's even better than mine. Uh, are you ready? Yeah. All right. This is the plot of *Malignant*, as summarized by our guest Nadav Fleischer in three. Two, one. After a jarring incident of domestic violence, <laughs> something awakens inside of our protagonist. Uh, fucking, I don't remember her name. Uh, it, it turns out it's a malignant tumor man who lives inside of her, uh, the back of her head, who puts her in a mind prison because she starts seeing shit. She's locked in the fucking state where she's like, oh, I'm seeing the room change. But it turns out she's locked in a mental prison while Gabriel, the cancer man who lives in her head, <laughs> takes control of her and she runs around backwards, murdering the doctors responsible for locking Gabriel up inside of her because she was a kid with a big fucking freak man who lived on the back. 15. Cut him out. And then the 15 they seconds. Get him in left. Yeah, I think so. Ten. Oh, basically, she ends up John wicking an entire fucking police department and then locking Gabriel up inside of her mind prison. The end. Boom! That was almost. I like that you started at the end. <laughs> that was that was really good, Nadav. That was really good. Especially, I I love that immediately you got flummoxed by the character's name. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Voltorb. So I think it was Voltorb, is, our protagonist. I was reading the IMDb trivia on Malignant, and the actress's name is Annabelle, and she plays the character of Madison, but she also played a character called Mia in the movie Annabelle. Oh, shit. That's right. Is that, That's right. Is that a name James is Wong Annabelle, So I got tripped up and I wanted to call yeah. her Annabelle. If not, at least related. Because I watched Annabelle, and man, that was a tough one. Uh, the the sequels, the, the sequels were good. I think like the the Annabelle's like creation and stuff. Like I like those. I thought the first the Annabelle, Annabelle rides again. Yeah, Annabelle resurrected. Annabelle reloaded. Annabelle I back like, to the hood. 
I have a different opinion. I liked the first one. Really? And I thought the sequels were kind of, the second one was okay and the third one was not trash. I haven't seen Comes Home yet. I haven't seen that one. Um, I thought the first one, I don't know. I didn't like that the only black person in the movie killed herself so a white couple could have a good time. <laughs> I didn't care for that. I don't even remember. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. All I remember from that movie is that there was a cool looking demon. And I was like, oh, there was a cool looking demon. demon. That is true. The demon in the Annabelle movies can fuck uh but we're not here to talk about those maybe we'll do a maybe we'll do an annabelle run one of these days with nadav's guest because i would love to talk about those films with you but uh yeah nadav's summary summary of malignant is pretty much spot on uh that's the fucked up thing it sounds like a bunch of bullshit but that's pretty much spot on (laughs) yeah so and so every moment of this movie is bonkers it like it just starts off bonkers. I mean, even before, like, the hammy, like, massacre scene, like, we open on a shot of a tower hospital in yeah. the fog on yeah, a yeah. cliffside. Yeah. The best place for a hospital. It looks like uh, uh, a goddamn, like, I don't know, something from Fantastic Beasts and it, where to find them. <laughs> you know what it actually looks like is it looks like the exact same house as, like, the 2000s remake of House on Haunted Hill. Yes, it does. It does. It gives it's a like lot of energy. It's like house, basically. It's like that, but in Big Sur or something. Like, it's some reason it's by a, wi- a wave-broken coast. Those are smarter uh, <laughs> smarter reference points than what I had. Because in my head, it was just evil, immediately um, the crazy doctor from the beginnings of episodes of Aqua Teen yes, Hunger Force. Yes, Dr. Weird. Yes, it Dr. is very Weird. much Dr. Weird. Like, and they even shoot it the same. It kind of looms in yeah. ominously. Gentlemen! My- we Mike. behold! I have put a man in the back of a girl. <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite is when I initially watched *Malignant* with my roommates. Um, there was a scene where they show that hospital in the distance while dubstep plays. Now yes. like, it's dubstep Hogwarts. Dubstep, dubstep Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah, there is a dubstep remake of *Where Is My Mind* by the Pixies permeating this film. Uh, so as you listen to this episode, just imagine a faint, uh, where is my, my, whoa, 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 going on. It's, more, it's mostly the, ah, yeah, that's right. part. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so we open on a shot of dubstep Dr. Hogwarts. Weird's Dubstep Hogwarts. Dr. Weird's Dubstep and... Hogwarts. I used to play bass for them. <laughs> yeah, and then we get, uh, yeah, this doctor, like, straight to camera explaining how the condition's gotten worse. Gabriel is getting more powerful and more malicious. And then another doctor more rushes malignant. in and is like, oh, we, Gabriel, he's, he's really fucking it up, man. We got, we got to do something about this. And she's like, oh no, he's fucking it up. Let's, let's go. And so we, they go into the hallway and it's just strewn about with like body parts and blood. Oh, yeah, it looks and like, this it looks doctor like explains. Carpenter movie or something. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, what happened? I thought you were like doing the electro shot. And the doctor goes, it wasn't working. It was like he was drinking the electricity, which oh, yeah. is a line read that will stay with me forever. Oh, yeah. We'll for the entire time. T- we'll talk a lot about that throughout this. <laughs> it, it doesn't even come up again like electricity does, but not drinking it. But it was too late. The seed was sown. And for the rest of the film, every time Gabriel did something, the three of us were just alternating going slurp slurp to punctuate his actions never they never address the electricity thing not even even a haphazard not even a haphazard like attempt to throw in like a line of exposition no they didn't even literally feels like a plot point they invented to throw the audience off of the twist you know because like 
Or yeah. it's either yes, no. That is that's a much more plausible reason than what my what my thought was, which is that this is they accidentally left a tiny chunk of an earlier draft in the script where it was all about an electricity monster, and then they were like, "Oh no, we got to re- we got to retcon that," and they forgot that one line, and now it's just around. <laughs> yeah, no, I think they're going by like the same logic as like Riverdale, which like. I haven't really watched Riverdale, but uh, Super Eye Patch Wolf did this great video about where he explains that, like, the show gets increasingly insane and that the writers, like, half the time don't know what they're doing. And he doesn't, not saying that as, like, an insult, but, like, there's a killer at the end of season one. And Eyepatch postulates that, like, they didn't know who the killer was as they wrote right. it because later in season two... This one character has blue eyes, but later they change his eyes to be green to match the killer. And so they just throw whatever at the wall, and it's all about the spectacle rather than, like, being coherent. It's like it's all, pro wrestling logic. Yeah, it kind Does of just yeah. still like hamburgers? That's what the show's <laughs> mostly about, right? I haven't seen an episode of Riverdale, but I want to believe it's about a silly boy who wants to eat hamburgers. All you know, I remember I've, about I've the asked, comic books and is, no one's told me. All I remember... <laughs> All I remember about the comic books is that Jughead hates women, is probably asexual, and eats hot, hot dogs. Or no, heart hamburgers. hamburgers. He, he loves he hamburgers. A, he has a dog named Hamburger Dog. I know. I know that. I just misspoke. I, I want to I do an alternate reality Jughead comic where he eats hot dogs instead of hamburgers. Everything <laughs> else stays are, the same. Still hates women. There's a really good zombie alternate reality version of archie called afterlife with archie it's very good the artist yeah that's actually that comic is uh from the guy who would go on to be the head of archie and he became the creator of riverdale did he become the jug head of archie Mm -hmm. sure all right cool all right this isn't about archie let's keep moving forward (laughs) i want to say i want to say we're so we're talking about this intro scene which is like like hollis described uh just over the top camp exposition the line uh, correct me if i'm wrong i believe the line at one point is said you've been a very bad boy gabriel i believe is yes. yeah. at one point and then she goes it's time to cut, cut out the cancer and, and we get a couple shots of like a writhing torso behind like uh uh like some kind of uh like a tarp know, tarp it's straight hosp- up looks tarp, like a set piece inside of a haunted house that you would like go through yes like yeah, a, yeah like a horror nights thing yeah like little waggly arms. Yeah, like legally safe Cronenberg or the thing knockoff. Yeah. The, like the vaguely stuff. humanoid, but like very like weird and flaily. Yeah, the Cronen deformed. The the the, the, the uh the uh live or what is it, the uh uh parody law version of the thing. Yeah. Which is just like the <laughs> stuff or the guy. <laughs> exactly. And so that's so, our big flashback scene, and we don't really know like you know, going into it, you don't really know what's actually happening. You kind of see some writhing mass. You see a lot of dead bodies. And then we cut aggressively to, like, present day. And now it's this woman who's being beaten up by her husband, like, in a way that isn't fun to watch. Uh, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> the most viscerally upsetting part of that movie. Like, it, it sucks. Yeah, it was weird because I, I rewatched it for this uh, with my girlfriend. And when that part came up, she like started to feel very weird, and then I'm sure I looked weird by <laughs> jacking off. <laughs> but, yeah, dude. No, but I'm sure I looked weird by extension because I was hyping this up as the most fun, ridiculous movie, right. and then that happens, and it's like, oh, I should be clear. That's the heaviest moment in the film. Yeah, it's like after the only, this, yeah. it's very fun. 
It's yeah. like the only thing that is, yeah, like like Nadav said, it's only like viscerally upsetting thing that happens. And like and that's that's part of the thing. That's what was so confusing watching it in theaters, because there's that part, then the scary scenes that happen in like the next couple times are like pretty well done. So it lures you in and makes you think it's gonna be like, oh yeah, this is like a horror movie. Right. Yeah, so that first it's scene like, was a little corny, but like after that. Yeah, after that you feel like it's gonna be like some kind of revenge ghost or something like yeah, that. Right. Because like after after he hits his wife, she, he like bashes her into a wall. She hits the back of her head on the wall, which is a very important plot point. Yes. Big fucking and, dent in the wall. And I actually like rewatched it a few times just to double check. He does a wind up as if he's gonna hit her in the stomach. She's pregnant. I feel like that should be Oh mentioned. yeah, she's absolutely pregnant. He, he does a wind up and like moves as if he's going to hit her in the stomach. But if you watch it Again, you'll see that, like, he, like, intentionally does the wipe to trick the audience who are watching quickly to think, like, clearly he hit her in the stomach. Right. But he doesn't. He doesn't hit her there. But they, like, that, you I know, feel like that was directed. Like, the director's yeah. like, wind up like you're going to do that, but then don't. It's interesting because I remember watching it with you. You were, like, I was. Totally I thought he did that, stomach. too. I was but certain like, he had. It, maybe it's because I watched it in theaters because like it very clearly looked like he aggressively poked her stomach. It was definitely an aggressive well, thing is, move. But yeah, like, he, he, like her in he literally like creates a fist and winds up behind his back and then brings it very quickly towards her, but then stops at his own waist and doesn't touch her at all with that I think, hand. I think we are primed to think that he might be doing this because the discussion yeah. that leads to this abuse is like. I don't remember what the argument is. He wants to watch the big game, but like he wants to watch about, the game, right. And and he's mad at her because she keeps having miscarriages, yeah, which, which is, is like whoa. totally her fault. Oh man, he was watching UFC. Of course, yeah, he yeah, yeah. His wife. Yeah, he was primed to hit bellies all day. He was like, oh yeah, <laughs> I I've been watching a lot of UFC. I am definitely gonna bash my wife later. Uh huh. Yeah. He wants to be just like his heroes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and so, yeah, they get into this weird argument. He's drunk, maybe. I don't remember. Uh, he smashes her head into the wall, and then she just, like, goes to bed, which is crazy. Yeah, she's bleeding yeah. yeah. Which is what you should do he, when you get a concussion. Him, Immediately go to sleep. Yeah, right yeah she locks him out of his chest. room, out of the, out of her room first, and, like, he's like, oh, let me back in. Baby, I've changed. Maybe I promise like, not to bash your head into the wall until cosmetic damage is done to both. Right, and she's like, uh, I, I'm, I'm delirious. I'm, I'm, my brain is injured. She's like, like yeah. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then we go downstairs where like electricity is acting funky Somebody's around thirsty. him. Yes, slurp, 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 slurp. And then mm-hmm. we get what I thought was like a very cool uh, monster design. We get this like long-haired, shadowy figure. Of, occasionally, the way it moves feels almost flickery, so it's very reminiscent of like. Samara from the ring is sure. almost what I thought of. And you know, it's sitting on a couch, suddenly vanishes when the lights turn back on, stuff like that. It's spooky. And then there's no like chase or like fun about it. Fun as in like, oh, I showed up here to spook you, I showed up there to spook you. It's there's not doing that. Drawn out it's thing, like yeah. one quick jump scare and then it immediately murders him. Which, if I'm not mistaken, just with a solid right hook. Basically, it like grabs him by the head and then like rips yeah. it backward and yeah. like yeah, you when you see him next, it looks like his head was yanked off of his neck bone and rearranged to the side. Yeah, what it looks like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like if you could break a neck backwards, as if you were trying to pull 
someone's head down from behind them to 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 pull their head off and like said, a Pez just like dispenser. Me. It's like yeah. a Pez dispenser. Yeah. So he gets pezzed up and yep. <laughs> and obviously we at this point we're like, ooh, what's this re-? like again, revenge ghost, right? And we're thinking it's yeah, a revenge yeah, yeah. ghost. Um, and then uh, she finds uh, uh, what's I almost call, I almost called her malignant. Malignant comes by. <laughs> yes, the malignant shows the, up. The malignant uh, knocks her out. Her name is Madison. <laughs> Madison the malignant. Malignif- malignant. Malignant. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's she, Gabriel. If you're confused, listening. No, yeah, Gabriel. Well, Gabriel is. We'll find out more about Gabriel. As yeah, for now, it's just the shadow monster. The shadow monster. And so she finds her dead husband uh, after she, you know, wakes up with a bloody pillow or whatever. And the cops come. She does come. a scream. Cops come. Yeah. She and, wakes up in a hospital bed. Right. And then uh, and turns out she's had another miscarriage. Yeah. Lost the kid. Um, her sister is there and she's like, I'm so sorry. And proceeds to pat her on the head, at which point I yell, right. she just got clocked in the dome twice in rapid succession. Don't pat her there. Yeah. Like, like come on. Read the room. <laughs> And then um, my, my memory is a little f- fuzzy of how we get to the next big set piece, but I know you rewatched it more recently. So what what is what is going on between like we get like the oh you lost another baby that's devastating. Well, after that she goes back happened, to her home. She eventually the, so a detective comes in. They introduce mm-hmm. the detectives here. There's a there's detective um. The Detective Kakoa and cheaper Wanda Sykes. Yeah, there's, I was gonna uh, say there's there's uh, there's uh, what's the character's her name? name is Regina Moss. Regina, Regina Moss, Moss, played uh, by Nicole White from from of course the Suicide Squad. Uh, same character, the hard, uh, no time for nonsense black lady cop. Uh, she comes, yeah, basically they uh, they're like it's probably her, and we're like oh yeah, like there's, it, a, there's a history of yeah violence. this 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 gal has been hit by her husband. There's no sign of fourth century. I smell a motive, you know. We should probably also address because it's become going to become a a thing that doesn't need to be a thing in this movie. Kakoa's horny energy uh, shows up. It's so good. It's so good because upon the first crime scene of the dead husband, the coroner or whatever the coroner girl is like she's she's like a she's like a CSI CSI yeah CSI babe. She's like, they're like, oh, here comes Mrs. Hopeless Romantic or whatever. And she's obviously got horn dog eyes for Kakoa, who is a good looking man. Uh, he is. And every time he's in a scene with a lady, that lady horny. is horny for yeah, him. He is, yeah, he exists. Oh, to- Madison's sister constantly. I was about mm-hmm. to say, because we brought up the sister. That's what made me think of it. Because I was like, oh, right. They they have a thing that goes nowhere also. Uh- yeah, yeah. That's the thing. The audience, uh, listeners, there are a lot of unresolved plot lines. Yeah, I was like, gonna say, what do you? A guys... lot of little C plots that they just do nothing with. I was gonna ask you to what do you think the even the att- attempted purpose of that kind of subplot is? Is it just like we need to give our characters some depth, so let's make them? Yeah, fuck I think each it was other? an attempt at characterization. Yeah, that's probably fair. <laughs> what do you think? I Alex? just because like I want to like see the good in things. I really like to imagine that Juan sat down. I was like, okay, and then this character's horny for Kakoa. Horny's horny for the sister, but then the sister's also horny for him, and that's going to create a, ten- a tension. And then at the end, fuck him! None of this pays off! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, I like to imagine he, like, really intentionally yeah, did he, it. Yeah, he edged us. He edged us and then did a, a classic ruined orgasm porn. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, um, that is the like thing, because that. that is going to come up a few times, and it's just really funny to me because, like, I assumed at the very least that it would play into it, like, 
him being like having a moral conflict or something because he's into this girl or something at, in some given moment. It never, it, no, it never comes up. I mean, yeah. how do you even do that? Because then it just becomes a different movie. Exactly. You know? It's just like we have a separate scene where Kakoa is talking to his partner like, I don't know who to choose. <laughs> that actually, <laughs> actually would have made this movie a hundred percent better. I would have loved that. Better. He has this <laughs> bullshit love triangle with two characters that are barely in it. <laughs> yeah. As a character who himself is also barely in it. Yeah. It was so funny when he I was watching. He does have one of the best scenes, though. Oh, yeah. He does. He does. Absolutely. It was so funny when I was watching it with my girlfriend. There's a point later in the film where um, our shadow ghost is, like, going after the CSI girl. And my girlfriend was like, oh, no, I don't want her to die. I guess they need to for the plot, though, for the whole romance thing. And I had to just suppress my laughter because it's like, <laughs> <laughs> no one gets to pay off the horniness. Yes. This doesn't matter. Oh, I can't course, tell you that, though. Oh, of course, this girl must die because the detective looked at this other girl once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just love that she tried to make sense of this movie. And it's like her instincts were good. It's just this movie makes every choice you wouldn't expect. Right. And there so, are no sex scenes in this movie. There are none. That's right. I don't. Not does one. anyone even smooch? No. No. No smooches either. I was gonna say I was uh, distinctively not hard during this. So <laughs> I noticed that. Yeah, I noticed I know, that. I know yeah, you noticed checked. that. I kept checking over <laughs> your lap. It was like, huh? You know, Kevin's know. usually a little bit more chub than this. Checked over my lap, meaning that Hollis gave me a left hand two tap just to see what was going on in my sweatpants. What's going on, man? Oh, nothing. <laughs> Not then Hollis leaned over to me and was like, nothing. <laughs> uh, and so we go from uh, dead husband, uh, seems like a freak breaking and entering thing. Do we jump right to the Seattle underground at this point? Is that when that happens? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, there is a little bit more. So there's um, Madison is at her house. And then you see the shadow monster from the outside, which I thought was a cool shot. Right. Like, yeah. The light, the street light flickers. And she's like, what's going on? And she sees the little shadow guy. And once again, vanishes as soon as in. the street lamp stops flickering and fully turns on. She Which, freaks yeah. out. She starts closing every all the doors. Doors wide open. Uh, uh, yeah, she yeah. Her back, back door's open. wide open. It's like a cool shot. And then later on, I think the next day, she like barricades everything. Yeah, yeah. Buys some new locks and all that, uh, which leads to her sister coming over. But the Climbing doors are locked, so she has to climb to the window in a cheap Clarissa explains it all style. Uh-huh. They talk for a bit about. Oh, they talk for a bit. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Madison is like, yeah, I just can't believe I lost the kid again. That's all I've ever really wanted. I want a, is blood, a blood connection. A blood yeah. Oh, that's where the blood. And then she has to explain to her sister that like. I'm adopted. It's like your sister is in her late twenty, no. mid twenties to early thirties. She's just finding yes, out that they, you're adopted? They drop that like it's a bombshell. Like, I don't know how to tell you this, but yeah. I'm 38 and I'm not your real sister. You know <laughs> this crazy trying to drop a bombshell when she's like, I'm adopted. <laughs> yeah. Where is my mind? <laughs> Dub, let's my go mind to dubstep, dubstep Hogwarts. Yeah, so then we cut to Which the is, Seattle Underground. That, that was the funniest. That was one of the funniest moments in the film to me. It was like the, I don't know how to tell you this, adult sister. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. my God. I'm a blonde and you're a brunette and we don't look alike at all. And also my mom and dad were blonde. Yeah. 
And then, yeah, we cut to Seattle Underground. Everybody gets confused because the woman in focus here kind of looks like our lead character, Madison, right? Or no, the doctor. Or, or the I doctor. thought it looked like the doctor, the doctor from the beginning. The doctor, that's what I meant. Yeah, it was. Uh, I thought she looked like Madison. She does look like Madison. Oh, I thought she looked like too. the doctor. All right, so we're oh. all confused it in was, different ways. It was huh. confusing in that sense is when that character came up. This character is giving tours of the Seattle Underground, you know, the city that's built below the city that was built on top of it. We all we all feel like we should know who this person is for some reason, even though we shouldn't have because they haven't been in the movie yet, right? Yeah. That's kind of how we all felt in some way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, There's an element of like, yeah, you know who this is, right? And yeah. as an audience member, you're like, I, I don't, though. Right. And then uh, also, I just want to double back real quick because I'm just, it's just dawning on me. Where does Madison live? Seattle. Okay, so it's all in Seattle. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. of Seattle, I, I just want to double check because I, I, I didn't know how – far Gabriel traveled for this. That's all I wanted to double check. Right. Um, so yeah, we get one of my favorite scare sequences. Gabriel probably doesn't drive. I mean, they don't make cars to accommodate Gabriel's whole deal. We'll get into no. it. <laughs> Backwards butt boy. Um, we get one of, one of my favorite uh, like kind of eerie scare scenes uh, in the movie, which is like she's closing up shop at the Seattle Underground, which is like just a series of narrow claustrophobic corridors underground yeah. and like again electricity is getting drank uh slurp, slurp. The, the scissorp is on uh and and we we find out that you know she's being stalked by this shadow demon as well uh also known as gabriel and without going into too much detail because we don't have to talk about every specific moment she ends up in an attic and an attic with a big industrial fan and this is what i really want to talk about <laughs> And I know, Nadav, this is one of my favorite parts of this movie, mm -hmm. and it's one of my favorite parts that you told me about before the movie, which means I didn't get to quite enjoy it as much as Hollis got to when we watched it, but I still enjoyed it a lot, and we'll get into why. But Gabriel, our, our, our shadow demon, has taken this you know middle-aged woman who runs this shit bullshit fucking tours of the underground, puts her in this attic with a big, we're talking 10 feet long, 10 feet wide, big industrial fan in it. Uh, she's chained up like Christ, our savior. Uh, and, <laughs> and he's Gabriel. I, I remember the monster speaks and says something along the lines of, um, I'm saving you for last or something like that. Is yeah. That right? And he, yeah. he also has a very, uh, saw voice. Like they just use the same guy. Yes. <laughs> That's my saw impression. <laughs> yes. Man, stay a while and listen. That's not what I Ke had. Kevin, Kevin, do you know the difference between Jigsaw <laughs> and Bane? No. Here's the thing. Is I want to play a game. I was actually, I was actually doing Deckard Kane from Diablo 2, who is Bane, by the way. <laughs> stay a while and listen. The Heraldic Scrolls shall be a reckoning, Gotham. Like it's the same thing, um, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, so so Bane shows up. <laughs> it's a crossover. And he says, like, he's got this lady chained up. We don't know why at this point. And he goes, I'm saving you for last. And we find out he's kind of got a hit list, like a cool, like a, like a, like an uncool kid in middle school. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, uh, I almost Steve Buscemi's character in, in Billy Madison. Guys, stay out of my journal. I also almost name dropped first and last name of the kid who did that in my middle school. Oh, <laughs> oh no. my gosh. I didn't do it. Well, I didn't well do you it. may as well go all the way. Give me the last four of his social as well. <laughs> I'll say his name was Michael F. All right. Um, <laughs> and he's That's not my dad's name. Oh, no. 
I went to middle school with your dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, and so, it, which, 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 so we jumped to, uh, I mean, I don't know if we jumped to, but if, for the sake of time, because we're about 40 minutes in already. Yeah, okay, uh, so we get to the next murder. Yes, um, exactly, exactly, yes. Uh, Madison's oh. in her kitchen. Yes, she sees yes. a woman screaming in her, oh. in her laundry. Wait, wait, Hollis, can I huh. please backtrack for my favorite moment? Sure. You know, you know what I mean. Right before this happens, Madison's kind of in this altered state. She's hearing something rustling around in her place. Oh yeah. She comes. She's coming down the stairs of her own place. Right? Oh yes. And we see some kind of ghoul. <laughs> scamper, Just run by. Scamper across. And listeners, I do not want to stress. I cannot stress enough. How accurate what I'm about to do is to what happens in this film. We see just kind of a scurrying of a body, and we hear. Yeah. <laughs> Which just I say, like fell apart laughing. I fell <laughs> apart laughing. Just I was like, oh, what's scary? It's happening. The the scary music's playing. Just <laughs> like like someone stepped on a rat. <laughs> and, it's like and, they were being haunted by Tom Green. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I remember Nadav, you were pissing when we watched this, and I just yeah. remember I laughed at it so hard that Hollis and it broke me, and then we both laugh. couldn't stop laughing for like a good two minutes. <laughs> like, I know ruined. what you're talking about, though. I'll, I'll say it. That part hit better in theaters. <laughs> like it wasn't funny. It was just like, oh, it, was, it felt like a jump scare it, or an attempt but, at a jump. It was scare. definitely an attempt at a jump scare, but for some reason, the staccato, brief nature of the little shriek really just tickled me. It really tickled <laughs> me. And then, yes, as Hollis said, we go. She goes into her laundry room to do some late night laundry. Yeah, and <laughs> she sees a woman's face in like the door of her uh, of her washing machine, screaming, "Get out of my house!" And she's confused by this. And as an audience member, so are you. <laughs> this is my house. And then the house melts around her as she's in someone else's house, and she's watching Gabriel murder this woman, like. Um, Ultimately, culminating in him taking a very pointy trophy <laughs> yes. uh, that's like shaped like a like an arrowhead or a giant knife, and he beats her to death with the base of it. And then we oh, cut it's... back to God. One of my favorite fucking yes. things in the movie yes. is uh, we go back to the industrial fan in the this like basement area where the lay is being chained up or tied up, and and, and he's like breaking the ornaments off of like the pointy part of the trophy and sharpening it like on like a grinding wheel yeah into a proper knife a smithy and yeah and the whole time like this like industrial <laughs> music is playing and he sharpens it until it all culminates in the lay looking freaked out and then the knife flies from across the screen and into the board right next to her Whoa! face and if you're me you have to immediately then yell, Ooh, ah, ah, ah. and that's one of my litmus tests for movies. If there's a movie where I can drop like a disturbed Ooh, ah, 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 after a moment, this movie fucking rules, and I love it. Yeah, this scene, the 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 fact that, like you said, Hollis, this trophy was already pointy. It is used as a blunt force object to she kill. Pretty much. <laughs> All she had to do was cut off the weird snakes around yeah. it, and, and it's a knife. But it is really important that we talk about this scene because this becomes the murder weapon of the film for no reason. Was It, it was like an award for doctor excellence. Well, right? actually, if you looked at the very first shot when you see that doctor. She's got uh, that trophy, right? Screen, she's yeah. got that trophy in the background. But that's, so the it's thing. Like, that's the thing, though. It's like that almost like makes it make less sense because like – 
if she won that trophy for creating a Gabriel, then sure. But she just happened to already have it. It's just a random trophy yeah. she's always had with no significance. What if it was for a, what if it was for a three-legged race? Are you trying <laughs> like to tell potato, me potato Are you trying race. to tell me that like Gabriel is basically like an incel that's stuck inside of Madison's head? Oh, that's a hundred yeah. percent the vibe. And like He's basically a teenage boy. He has no empathy. Yeah. He's the worst. He's a teenage. And he's dirt just bag like, baby. yeah, I'll take, I'll take this symbol of your accomplishments, your pride, and I'm gonna turn it into not only the weapon of your murder, but all your fucking friends. Yeah, which all is right, weird that's because we established. I'll give you that read. But th- that's a good read. But it's it's just interesting because we've established early on in this film that Gabriel doesn't need a weapon. Gabriel broke no, no, a man's not at all. skull with the with one punch. It was a yeah. classic one punch man situation, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's just like it is. It is symbolic, and I guess it's like the you think you're a good doctor, but I'm going to show you that you're just a feminist. Uh, <laughs> I don't <laughs> like. I don't know what the what the actual read is, but yes, this trophy which gets fashioned down in this, by the way, attic blacksmith shop that is just around. Yeah, and that's definitely the point in the movie where you go, oh, maybe this isn't a ghost, because ghosts usually don't, like... Use weapons. ...need an an armory where they sharpen their blades like it's the beginning of a fucking, like... Like they're about to do a... The raid, you know? Detective Crashmore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Don't... Don't keep any cells open, Chief. They ain't coming home. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, that is very much a thing of like, like that was when we realized that for me, I realized like kind of for sure, like, okay, obviously this isn't a ghost because ghosts don't have inventory screens. Um, yeah. But also as a welder, Hollis, I'm assuming that this must have hit you specifically. I was like, what? You just got, you just got machine tools up in an attic with a big fan. So where are you? Who are you? What is this? Yeah. Cause like, like that kind of grindstone, like yeah, you'll find those in. So I didn't question it in the moment. I questioned like, why do you have that a little? But like next to an industrial fan, it makes sense. Right. I'll raise more questions about it later. Yes, exactly, exactly. Put a pin in it. And then should we jump to the next murder, or is there something interesting that happens in between? I can't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, just, like, let's just move on. Yeah, jump, jump to the next murder. Because uh, we start finding out that you know the cops are. Starting to kind of draw, uh, after this next murder, they're starting to draw parallels, uh, like, linking these murders together. And Yeah, believe, this is similarly violent, and, like... And the second huh, one... This lady worked in, like, child reconstructive surgery. Right, and this third this third murder, Ooh. if we're talking... If the husband is the first murder, and then this uh, lady who gets uh, beaten with her own trophy, who's a doctor, is the second murder. The third murder is where... Is Dr. Victor Fields. Dr. Victor Fields, which is the where... The sleepiest man. The sleepiest man with the, 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 the stubbiest of candles... Uh, yeah, he looks like he's in pajamas. Yeah, he looks like a Dickensian character. Like he's just missing like a sleeping cap. He's if, adorable. As I believe one of you said during the screening, uh, when this guy sleeps, you know a feather is flying up and down on his face. Yeah, he's just going like that's for sure how he sleeps. There's, I will not hear otherwise. That is the only way he sleeps. 
But this is uh, before we get into the, the 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 graphics of this murder. This is the one where Madison starts realizing that she's she goes to the police and says like I'm seeing these before they happen, and so she like directs. Them well, she says to, that as a result of this. Murder. Yeah, exactly, because she, she directs like after, them to yeah. the right place. Where yeah, because this one's pretty straightforward. Just Gabriel stabs him with the trophy while he's in bed. So hard in the and face. Madison uh, wakes up and is in that bed watching it happen and going on an old bean scramble. You know what I mean. I, she's not masturbating. That is that was that was me just being a. Yeah, how else was I supposed to read that, Kevin? I don't know, mixing up beans. <laughs> I was wondering what you meant. Like, <laughs> you don't make you don't make scrambled eggs with beans. I mean, uh, across the pond. That's true. They do do that <laughs> across the pond. Good for them. So it's really good that we had this aside. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so we see we see the big stabbing of the face for Ebenezer's sleep, uh, uh, and then uh, so the the cops are now like, oh, she's crazy. She doesn't know. She's not a psychic. And she goes, and I believe her sister at one point goes, you guys use psychics all the time to solve crimes, right? I saw I that saw on TV. it in TV, and they're yeah. like, no, nah, not really. And she's like, okay, tell you what. Let's go check out my sister's hunch. And if we're wrong, you take her to a psych ward and you arrest me. And as an audience member, I'm just like, yes. Well, now they have to see us because that's how cops work is gambling rules. Yeah, it's it's, it's a lot like it's a lot like doubling down uh, uh, a blackjack. (laughs) Yeah, so they check the crime scene and find that like, yeah, Mastin was right. That guy sure is dead and is here. Uh, And Detective Yakoa has like make some horny eyes at the sister. They make horny eyes at each other. Um, oh, right, right. The other detector has some wisecracks about it. She's got a lot of wisecracks, by the way. Oh, and I love this detective. Like, whenever they figure out, like, where this guy is, she's just like, oh, check out Wikipedia Brown over here. Yeah. And I'm like, got him. Updated <laughs> That's a good for one. A, updated for a modern audience. <laughs> um... Yeah, so now they now the cops know that like okay, this all comes down to like this like well, these people work together. Yeah, they're kind of looking at her as like she's the one, and we as the audience know that Madison's not doing this. She's forced into this by these surreal visions he's had. Which, by the way, quick aside, I thought the uh, CGI of the melting places becoming other places looked pretty cool. I thought it that did. was cool. Yeah, it was all right. Uh, it was, I mean, it wasn't like you know, it wasn't mind blowing, but I was like, you did whatever yeah. whatever you were trying to go for, you did it. Yeah, it didn't suck. <laughs> it didn't yeah, suck. yeah, it it looked like what we all understood what was happening. Yeah, exactly. It good. They didn't they didn't try to make it any uh, more artsy than it needed to be. It was literally right, we right. melted away. We did a we did an iMovie screen wipe <laughs> into That's another right. situation. And now the movie kicks into fucking overdrive yes. because now mm-hmm. the detective is put two and two together and real and like kind of like looks at the history and finds that oh there were three doctors who worked on this one case. I'm going to go for the third now. And concurrently, Madison is having a vision of Gabriel going for the third kill. Right. And sure enough, the detective gets there just too late to prevent the murder. But How did that guy die again? I can't remember. I don't know. Stabbed in the face. They don't actually show it. They, just, just, they don't show it, right? Just find his yeah. Body, yeah. Yeah, we just see his body in a bathtub. And Madison's you know, having the vision and screaming like, Kaka, no, he's still here. And then the movie begins to mercilessly whip your ass as this turns into a chase sequence. Yes! And Uh Gabriel moves fucking weird, and he's, like, parkouring, and they get into, like, what I can best describe as John Wick shenanigans. It's great. 
Go ahead. Here's the, here's the thing. Gabriel is a backwards man who lives <laughs> inside of Madison. Yeah, uh, we might as well get that. We might as well front. say. I mean, we're 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 kind of already figuring out that this person doesn't move right. Like they, every scene we've seen Gabriel in. He gave them a spoiler warning at the beginning yes. of the episode. Gabriel yeah, is yeah, yeah. a backwards man. He He's sure a backward is. man who lives on the back of her head. And uh-huh. when she got smashed in the head by her piece of shit husband, it woke him up. Woke him so, up inside. Yeah, so, so like this whole sequence, like when- He's he's running around backwards. Like there's the scene where it's hilarious. He's chasing, he's chasing the detective is chasing Gabriel, and Gabriel turns a corner, and he very like clearly see the fucking stunt men running backwards. <laughs> yes, it's yeah. so funny. It's great. It makes like, for some of the best the best foot chase I've seen in a long time because one person is moving against God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, especially when you figured out what's going on, because like, even though I went in blind, I had already noticed it by now, because in the previous murder, one of Gabriel's legs is like up on the bed, so he's I got can see legs. the joints he's are got backwards. Legs. Yeah, he's got, he's got turkey legs. And so I'd figured that out, and so I'm now realizing what I'm seeing is like, oh, this is a fully backwards person. Right. And I'm pretty quickly like, kind of like, oh, I bet that this is what's happening. And... Watching it with that in mind, you start to notice like how weird the movements are, and it's hard to not like almost do like a Zoid a Zoidberg like whoop 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 in your head as he's like running and flopping around. And, and, it's and, great. And he, like, scaling he, like, a building jumps down several yes. like fire escapes, like five stories. Yeah, and just it's like just, flipping like, down them. Yeah, he's just Backward. basically like it's not like a smooth park where he's just like falling and catching himself on every yeah. floor. Like, and who's the, the detective is pursuing works. him, right? The detective yeah. is pursuing him. And then we get to a part where after he scales down this building, as Nadav just mentioned, we get to maybe my favorite moment in the film. Oh, uh, same. Which is so we're in the Seattle underground now, and Gabriel the backwards boy. At, at a loss for options of where to go, apparently. Except not really. There's a whole <laughs> tunnel in front of him. He's going down a straight path. He has plenty of places he to run. He has so much time. He has so many options. What he opts for is to <laughs> sidekick a brick wall and just crawl into the brick hole. Yeah, you and know, he like. He does it with ease. Yeah, you know when you're, like, running and then, like, oh, there's some crates. Burn, knock them over to make a. <laughs> to make obstacles for Miami. Oh, fruit, fruit or card, card. I could street shark punch this wall to create a room and then just go through that. You know, the intuitive thing that you would do when being chased. Go, it's the go, Kool-Aid man maneuver. Yeah. A it's a classic Kool-Aid cop-out. And and then he gets into the, the my favorite room in the whole movie, which is... Hazy parking carriage, lot. hazy carriage lot. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the old abandoned horse-drawn hearse room. <laughs> yeah, an inexplicable layer of fog. With a My favorite of- level from Final Fantasy VII <laughs> Remake, yeah. And then, it's you know, insane. De- Detective uh, Voltorb goes down there, <laughs> and I can't remember anyone's name for anything. Kikoa. Uh, Kakoa, he falls down the hole. He's like, well, this person just kicked a hole in a wall. I should probably go see what they're about. He jumps down there. There's a big jump scare where a a carriage kind of tries to run him over for a second. Yeah. But nothing happens. 
Yeah, yeah. and then and then he immediately checks inside the carriage and because that's how carriages work. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because they can drive by themselves. <laughs> yeah. To which I argue, you know what? With the shit we just saw, we can't rule out that he didn't kick a hole through the bottom and Flintstone it at him. Oh, please, Hollis, and then please, slide Hollis. out underneath. Hollis, please, hmm. backwards Flintstones. Backward Flintstone. <laughs> yeah, you gotta My kick apology. the opposite way. You gotta kick the opposite way. If you got backwards, dumbass backwards ostrich legs. We need the Flintstones. We have eyes on the back of our head. Flintstones. Flint the Flintstones. We tried to cut out the cancer. Now you're dead. Man. Uh, and so yeah, so yeah. stuff happens, and then Gabriel just yeah. kind of hops up. Then they the just straight up have a fight sequence for a while yeah. um, before that, like Gunkata. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I described what Kakoa was doing as Gunkata, and then one of my favorite Letterboxd reviews of this movie is someone just wrote, "They never explained why Gabriel knows Capoeira." <laughs> <laughs> That is very true. What I wonder like, yeah, is, it's like a competent fight scene. What if what I wonder is if Madison watches a lot of horror movies, played a lot of Tekken or something, and then Gabriel just like worked out inside of her head or something. I don't. I mean, he know. was in the gym for like thirty years, not able to leave. Like he was like prison fit, you know. Basically, maybe he drank out all that electricity and it powered him. Oh yeah. By the way, <laughs> nobody that we we talked about the drinking electricity about. 30 minutes ago uh and we've talked about about an hour and 15 minutes of this movie the electricity thing has not come up once in this movie this whole time yeah like he speaks via electronics oh yeah he calls yeah. people and on like he phones. has electricity powers but again this movie never once even tries to like give an explanation right. not even a character being like i don't know why they're just like yes this is what it is Except that. Fuck right. you. Right, right, And I right. love that. No, I know. And, 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 like, we say this like we're talking shit, but every one of us enjoyed this film a lot. <laughs> uh, it's just it's just baffling that it exists. And mm -hmm. I'm so happy because, like, going back to what we were saying earlier, like, James Wan's done all these, like, very standard horror-type movies. You know, your Saw, Insidious, your Conjuring. This seems like the first time he's had fun in a movie in a long time. Yeah, yeah. It very much feels like his, like, blank check movie, yes. you know? Um, and, the, and, and then I think, so after the, uh, Gabriel, the, the backwards boy escapes, uh, detective Kukoa, I think we get to dubstep Hogwarts. Is that when we go back to dubstep Hogwarts? Uh, it's around this time. No, At some point. That's like this. No, it's the next time because oh, first, take it, Hollis. uh, so first, uh, Madison and, uh, and his, and her sister go see their mom. Right. Where we learn that, um, Gabriel's yeah, like an imaginary she, friend from her childhood. Yeah, yeah, thought. yeah. And shortly after that, uh, they speak with the police again. Why am I hazy about this? I just saw it recently. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to fast forward. <laughs> well, to, here's like, the thing is because this movie is bananas crazy and it's hard to remember all the insane turns it takes. Yeah, that's the thing is like I watched it again with like the explicit purpose of like this time I'm sitting down and like writing notes. Right. And I wrote two notes before I just got sucked in again because right. like have you have to be a stone-hearted monster to watch this and be like all right and now to pause it and you know write down like like you just right you can't ingest it that way. <laughs> Right. But, but you just to have to point, watch it and talk with a friend be like, that was nuts, you know? But to your point, though, there is a scene where we go back to the homestead. Uh, we find we watch some uh, old home videos of uh, young Madison talking to Gabriel, like, at her birthday party. And, like, everyone's kind of freaked yeah. out by it. 
and then they get like a therapist at some point, like some psychotherapist. Yeah. Oh yeah. To, to she come did in, hypnotherapy. Which which yeah. which is sets the stage for possibly the funniest scene in the movie. Oh yeah. Which is the hypnotherapy. That's right. The hypnotherapy brings Madison back to a time that Gabriel almost made Madison kill her own mom to prevent the birth of her sister. Yeah, right. by by having her like go get some cake and like just cut the cake, have a slice and give it to mom. Classic then, desert mirage. But then like the room melts around her the same way it has before in the right. kitchen, and we learn that she's actually standing over her pregnant mom's stomach with the knife right. while she's sleeping. Right. And shortly after that, uh, she's woken from. Damn it! I tried to print screen how the computer froze on your screen in that moment because you looked. Yeah, crazy. yeah, we lost you for a second. Oh, so did you not hear any of that? No, I heard most we, of it. We heard you heard a were lot just of frozen it. Yeah. Visually, okay. and your face looked crazy. Okay, yeah, because it froze on my end, but I was just trying. I was just like, well, in case no. they can't hear me, I gotta push through. No, no, you're right. You're right. We, we got Madison with the cake. Uh, yeah, so visualizing the cake. That's her mom's pregnant belly. We get the, yeah, the white. so so Madison's freaking out, and then she's woken from her hypnosis. At which point, they go to stop, and we cut to the lady in the industrial fan room. Yeah, the she's fan alone. attic that's also a blacksmith shop. She's managed to get one of her hands yes. loose from the ropes, so she grabs a knife from the nearby knife pouch, <laughs> and then she cuts herself loose and immediately falls to the floor, landing in the foyer of Madison's house. That's right, the industrial fan room was in the attic of the house the whole time. A yeah, so regular house. The- the reason With an industrial keep, fan. The, re- the reason we keep bringing up this fan is we've seen the outside of this house several times, and there is no giant yes. seven-foot fan. There is literally a 360 rotation shot of the outside of the house as a like preliminary scene, like, you know, back, like, whatever, B-roll. We see the whole circumference of the house. There is in no way a gigantic fan protruding from any but part of it. Another reason why this scene is so funny is because she it literally so there's so many cuts. She she falls like 15 feet onto a table, which thankfully breaks her fall. Uh, yeah, that helps. Kidding, it's terrible. It didn't barely help. Maybe made it worse. Boom! Fall. Oh, it, and the fall is like a Peter Griffin fall. It's just is, like, boom. Yeah. It, is, <laughs> immediate, it, makes immediate think, cut, it makes me think Immediate of... cut to Madison screaming. <laughs> immediate cut to dubstep, where's my yes. mind? <laughs> it makes me think of the Family Guy bit where Cleveland falls out of his own house in the bathtub. No, 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 no. And then <laughs> his falls just, boom. And you're just like, yeah. that's this house? Fuck you! Like, <laughs> yeah, and and now that we have that context, now I get to circle back and go, yes. hey, those grind wheels that you used for yeah. the knife, I worked in a welding shop, so I had access to wheels like that. Why the fuck would you have one of those just for, like, your own house, not an industrial shop, for your attic? Like, do you why? Think, do you why think, do you have that? Do you think that means Gabriel, Gabriel at one yes. point took over her mind and, like, made an order on Amazon. Do you think Gabriel <laughs> j- popped into... <laughs> popped into... <laughs> he went on errands in between shots? Like, he went to the store backwards yeah. and, like... Well, I remember when we were watching... a credit card... <laughs> I remember when we were watching it, Hollis at one point was like, "At so- Hollis, you brought this up. At some point, Gabriel must have, like, Googled where all these people yeah. were. Very true. Yeah, so I, I was talking with, with, with my girlfriend with, about that as well, and we've come to two conclusions. 
Option one is that at some point, not in the film where we can see, but at some point, Gabriel would have had to look up where all these people live in order to murder them, which would mean sitting at a desk and doing some Googling, sitting at a desk backwards, backwards. with his legs all curling into himself like a dead spider, just Googling, ah, oh, whoops, made a typo because the thumbs are on the wrong sides of the hands, do it again. Honestly, or the most missed scenes in the movie. <laughs> Or he just knew on his own, because of electricity powers, he can just access the internet with his brain. And if that is the case, does he have a very problematic Twitter account that we don't know about? Oh, Gabriel oh, no, Gabriel tells it like it is on Twitter, for sure. Gabriel's out there. Gabriel's still defending Kevin Spacey. <laughs> But no, like that's fair. Like that's the thing that we haven't really touched on the electricity thing because that's probably how they're like you know that's probably the story of it even though they didn't talk about it because he calls people he gets their numbers yeah he somehow shows up in their phones and like the cops are like oh who is this and I'm like I'm Gabriel and I'm glitching your phone in a way that never happens so mm-hmm. like he obviously has he's he's in the he's on five G so <laughs> yeah 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 and and once again like all in that deep like. Saw voice. I am going to kill you. That kind of voice. People of Seattle, the city is yours. uh, Again, Bane, I... Kevin, I don't... Jigsaw and Bane are different... You know that, right? Gabane real. (laughs) Gabane real? (laughs) I'm drunk. Let's move on. Um, (laughs) So, So, yeah, she is immediately arrested. Yeah, it's like, oh, you had a victim in your attic. You're clearly the killer. So Madison is taken to jail. And then another one of the best scenes happens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the way oh, the dog described, described this to me before I saw the movie, I didn't think it would play out exactly like you described it, but it's exactly what happens. And All if right. you would like to take the reins on this. All right. So there we are, our protagonist, <laughs> Madison, in a jail cell full of <laughs> women. <laughs> nice. <laughs> The thing is, they're all, like, from different decades. You've got, like, some scuzzy biker ladies. Some, like a mullet. There's, like, know, a foxy Cleopatra 70s Yeah, there's, lady. like, just a 70s lady with an afro for no reason. And it she's almost just, feels like satire. Yeah, and she's just sitting there minding her own goddamn business. And I think just before this, by the way, quick aside... Uh, Madison's sister goes back to the insane asylum. Oh, right. Back to spooky yeah. Hogwarts. Back to spooky dubstep Hogwarts. <laughs> yes. It's very spooky. It makes you feel like something's about to happen. Yeah, Nothing they even happens. like kind of lampshade it by yeah. being like, she's looking for the records and like, oh, of course the records are in the basement. So you know? She finds the records, she plays a videotape, and it's the big reveal that Gabriel was this weird monster that lives on Madison's back. Like yeah, it's like, he's essentially a parasitic twin, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's like an identical, it's like a conjoined twin, except it's, it's like... It's a twin starring baby. Danny DeVito in our Schwarzenegger yeah. situation, but conjoined. It's like so Junior we, meets twins. Yeah. So, <laughs> or that one subplot from the Venture Brothers. Yes, or so, that. So, boom, we get that reveal. Bam. Cut back to the fucking jail cell. And Where all these ladies are just beating up massive. Yeah, I was going to get to that. The ladies yes. are just being dicks to her for no reason. And, like, <laughs> that doesn't happen. They're just jerks. No. 
they're just a bunch of jerks and they start beating her up and the 70s lady joins them for no reason like they weren't friends they weren't even sitting together I think, I think the big beef they had with Madison is that she looked like she was too well off to have committed a crime they're like oh yeah. you look too like Martha Stewart yeah. doesn't exist yeah, yeah exactly or Come like on. a bunch of women <laughs> like, <laughs> but also can I just say as someone who always looks too well off and who has been to jail no, that's not really what happens. Yeah, they don't give a shit. They just assume you're a serial killer or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you look, like, oh, this you, guy probably just composed, like murdered three children. I don't the, know. Yeah, the more composed you look in jail, the crazier you probably are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, how many fucking babies did you eat? Oh God. Right. So they're beating they the her shit ass out for no reason. And then she like, I forget what. I think she just like throws them off. She gets up and like tears the back of her head open and Gabriel's face pops out like yeah. a poopy, you know, like when you yeah. have a poop just like in your butt. When you're turtle like, so so yes. right before this, so um they they do show a shot explaining that like they tried to remove Gabriel, which meant like putting, you know, anesthesia, sawing off all the limbs, but they couldn't get rid of all of them because he shares a brain with her. And so kill her or almost And so they took like what life. little is left of her, him in the back of the head and they just Poked it down into the into the skull, yep. like poked it down and then put some skull, and then on just it. put some skull and back like, on and grafted some skin. They f- just they thumbed just it like in soft. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They thumbed things into her skull. <laughs> All right, and All right, so and so, so then we get the reveal of her like ripping her head open. And then she fucking takes the living shit out of and murders all these women in the jail cell. Like a lot of them who were just standing there not doing anything. There's maybe three women total that were fucking her up. And And the worst, the woman who's the ringleader of the shithead ladies in there was like throwing her friends at Gabriel. Yeah, like they did that. That that gag happened multiple times where she's just tossing ladies in the way of this John Wick ass backwards boy murderer. Uh And, mm-hmm. and then she's like desperately trying to get the guards to come by and then she gets killed and stuff. Also, it's important to point out that this is just a like holding cell in jail, not a prison. Yeah, it's not even a prison. <laughs> it's the holding cell. Like they're That's in the, the police station. But yeah. a cop shows up. The cop's like, I'm going to shoot you. But then he sticks his whole arm in with the gun, which is, you know. Something. As is police protocol. Yep. Yeah. And she like uses someone as a human shield. Gabriel uses someone as a human shield. Yeah, they take grabs, all the bullets. Fucks the guy up, grabs the keys, keys, gets out, goes to the evidence room, gets Gabriel's little jacket and the like trophy th- knife thing, and right. then immediately goes into the room with the most cops to kill all of them. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> which is friend, the best. And a friend pointed this out to me, and I, I can't stop thinking about like how, some of the set designs in this because like. The police station, this looks like it's from, like, an 80s Tim Burton police station. Like, it's so huge and, like, darkly lit. It looks like the police station of Raccoon City. Yes. Yes. Very it's much like, why is this police station a giant museum? It's like, because, and you know why it's that? It's because we're about to get a scene equivalent to Kingsman, the Secret Service, yep. <laughs> like, levels yeah. of massacre. But, like, yeah, not even, like, just... horror massacre, like, action yeah, movie no, like, it's an like, action movie, like, straight up. John Wick, like, Kingsman, yes. It's yeah. like all of those, but backwards. Yeah. Yes. It's just Gabriel murdering a bunch of cops, and at this point, it's getting hard to root against him. Yeah, like, so far, he's That's killed fair. a bunch of rich doctors that were doing experimental treatment on children, and then also cops. I'm like, all right. And also an and abusive, an abusive husband. husband. Yeah, exactly. like, yeah, what's the big deal? 
Yeah, so far I haven't seen you kill any civil rights leaders. I don't give a shit. Right. <laughs> uh, so he John Wicks the fuck out of everybody. And then we have to talk about the chair. Oh, yeah, the chair is yeah, because... after a while, so there's this giant fight scene. He's been killing, murdering, Everybody. cutting people's arms off, cutting people's heads off, cutting people's dicks off, cutting people's butts off, just cutting things all over, dodging bullets back. And a lot falling. of like busting arms. That's like a signature Gabriel move is busting a forearm hard he enough really, that the bone yeah. pops out. He does it at least like three or four times throughout like, the film. He basically grabs someone's both of their arms and just like with a flick of the wrist just <laughs> snaps their arms. It's Yeah, he does it a lot. It's great. It's wild. So then these like detectives are trying to escape and Gabriel just straight up <laughs> eats the chair like a hundred feet and Oh, but they set it them. up. They set up the scene. Well, they gave it a lot of screen time. But and here's the thing with that, is that at this point, he had already like like Kakoa is like mildly injured. His partner has been slashed hard across the stomach. They're both just like injured on the other side of the room. Leave. And they are like ready to go they they've hit a point of like we can't we can't you know and so then gabriel proceeds <laughs> to go over grab a chair throw it across a very long room it's, it's really such big. a big room it's such a big throw nail both of them to knock them over and then he stands on the table and you think like oh is he like doing this so he can come back and incapacitate them no and then he just leaves so the whole point of the chair was to flex yeah. for no yeah. other purpose than to flex. I was pretty sure he was. I'm here do, for I'm it. I'm pretty sure Gabriel was about to do a backwards Triple H suck it move at the end, like he's yeah. on top rope. Yeah, like the movie almost demanded just, it. Demanded the funny it. thing is it that insisted. when Gabriel, when Gabriel does the suck it thing with his hands, he's basically saying "suck my front butt." Yeah, suck, yeah. suck on my bussy. Yeah. <laughs> Rim my happy trail from my butt. Do you uh, think Gabriel ever poops? And he's just like he poops out, out of he poops out of her pussy. Yeah. Oh god. Oh yeah. Oh. We do need to. We do need to. So like it, it comes up in the next scene like officially, <laughs> it but we do. It does have to. End. <laughs> it does come up in the next scene. The thing is, <laughs> it's so the whole time everything Gabriel has been doing is Madison's body. That's like, which is the, yeah. the kicking through the bricks, the parkour. The, the the backwards suck it poop through my pussy all of that uh -huh. is Madison's body and I mean, this culminates in a final scene uh, at the hospital where uh, Madison's birth mother who we did we even acknowledge that that was her birth mother that felt yeah like, oh, we, oh we did yeah we did. yeah 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 okay I don't know if we did but yeah <laughs> oh yeah, all right. they do in the movie sorry yeah we never yeah, did that the lady from there was her birth mom no we're all over the place it's a it's a it's a messy movie and it's a messy podcast uh. But yeah, so like she essentially uh, tricks Gabriel into because Gabriel tries to go in for the last kill, you know, kill the birth mom, kill mm -hmm. the sister uh, who are both in the same room or whatever. And we we find that Madison somehow through sheer tyranny of will has forced Gabriel into a similar mind prison. Where well, before now, before oh, that, we get a guess. scene where where Gabriel just like kills everyone, kills the detective, That's kills the sister, say. kills the mother. That's what I was about to and say. And then that reveal happens. Well, the, the yeah. reveal happens because Madison has convinced Gabe or has mind tricked Gabriel into thinking that he's accomplished all his goals, killing everybody, you know, shooting her sister in the head, blah blah blah, all that stuff. Turns out Madison has become the captain now, 
<laughs> yes. And has put Gabriel into the mind prison. I don't really know why or how. Maybe through the power of love. I don't know. I, mean, I guess just I guess just from knowing the whole situation, sure. like just by by virtue of being an adult and finally having all the context. Right. That's my best guess. And so locks Gabriel away, and nobody's actually dead. The sister and the mom are still alive. And then... Kakoa did still get stabbed through the shoulder. He sure did. He spent Kukua. a whole movie being horny, and all he got was stabbed for it. Yeah, that guy never busted once. Yeah. Not even dead, just like wildly inconvenienced by this injury. Very much so. Uh, and then our big, our big uh, last thing is like... I've always wanted family. Madison hugs her adopted sister. I've always wanted a blood relative. And never you're my sister. With with her blood mom in the room without a dressing. In a hospital bed. Yeah. Like just like barely actively weak and dying. Oh, like with with a with a heart monitor of sixty-nine, which we didn't talk about at all. Yes. Everybody's heart b- beats at Every 69 heart monitor reads sixty-nine throughout this movie. I can't and recommend no it enough. Nice. I can't I can't believe we didn't bring that up already. <laughs> <laughs> And then the movie just kind of ends, right? That's it. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. just ends on her being like, you're my sister. Blood doesn't matter. And the camera pans over so that you can see the mom in the hospital bed. As if to, like, let you know that the, there's a subtext from the mom going, well, fuck me then, I guess. Yeah. Credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, I always and thought then, the mom was just like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, no, she is smiling, but it's still just like, what a wild choice. The mom who gave her up at birth because she was the literal devil is what she thought. Yeah. 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 Probably a product of, uh, she was like 15 when she had her or something, but we can't get into that. So that's Malignant. <laughs> it's a wild like a fucking, fucking movie. Uh, it's, it's again, like, like we've said already a bunch, don't go into, like, this movie Dude. isn't scary. Do you it's, think she had sex with nuclear waste? Yeah, she fucked a toxic Avenger. That must be how that happens. That must be. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I the, the the comical nature of what that conjoined twin looked like with the tiny little T-Rex arms, uh, you gotta fuck something weird to get that. That's that's also something I keep wondering about is like like Madison like has been pregnant multiple times, so like we have this husband, and I assume she's had relationships before this. Sure. So, like, she knows nothing about Gabriel and the stuff because she's suppressed all the memories. But and Nobody's like, bashed her head in a long time. But you have to figure, if she's had sex and someone's seen her naked, you gotta figure at least one of her partners would be like, hey, so, like, I've heard about scarifications and stuff, and some people will get, like, a crazy, like, mandala, like, scarred in her back. I'm just wondering, like, why on your back do you have a scarification of what I could best describe as an awful little man? <laughs> how come it looks like I don't take this the wrong way, but how come it looks like you used to have arms on your back? Because <laughs> <laughs> like she had massive like full yeah. back torso yeah. scars. Yeah. yeah, it's it's very interesting that. And I guess she just spent her whole life never once questioning that. She's a classy girl. She's always on her back. She never uh, she never flips around. She just had Krang from Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah, Turtles on That her. is exactly what it looked like, Nadav. Krang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Krang with little fucking little boy arms. And yeah, that was a movie. It's a, it's a movie that, like, it's so it's James Wan. So, again, as we said, you go into it thinking it's going to be horror. It's not scary. It's fucking just wild. It's just yeah. weird. Yeah. And it's fun. But it's not, it's not like a horror movie, except for, like, maybe the first 20 minutes. Yeah. And then it just becomes a completely different movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know, Hollis, like, 
I, we talked about this off mic, but like, is there even a watch this, not that for this? Cause I can't think of anything in the same thing of like, if you don't want to watch this, but you want to watch something similar, what could possibly even fulfill those same role? Like same. Yeah. Boxes? It's, it's tough because the only thing I could think of was aliens. Sure. Insofar as it's like arguably more of an action film than a horror film. But even that doesn't feel right. Cause aliens is like a gun action movie right. as opposed to like, martial arts like i don't think i actually have one this time which I, I makes do. me feel bad i'm in the same boat um, Nadav, before you get to your good one yeah. probably because mine's also not very good it's just as above so below and it's because i watched them in the same week and <laughs> i really liked both movies but as above so below it's it's got a lot of cool horror stuff in it but it also felt more like a indiana jones fucking let's dive into the crypt kind of action movie instead of a horror movie so that's literally the only thing i could think of but nadav i would love to hear what your actual good one is basket case oh well yeah yeah, yeah. good call basket good case call. for sure yeah quado yeah so people know about that, basket case tell them a little bit about basket give us a, a 10 second recap of basket case oh this is like conjoined twins who find out that they were separated surgically when they were uh god it's been a long time when they were really young and they find each other and they were like oh man and one we of them's like, like a little monster right yeah one of them's re really heavily deformed and then they go on a murder spree to murder the people who separated them at birth and if i'm not mistaken she the the, the main character keeps the conjoined twin in a little basket mm -hmm. which is where we get little the phrase basket. i hope i hope that's where we get the green day song from i have no idea <laughs> that's that certainly something great. worth looking into but that has been malignant um Overall, I think we would all recommend this movie, but with the right expectations. Of, yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, you gotta know if, that it's gonna be like, fucking... I wouldn't recommend it to someone who, like, doesn't have patience for wacky movies right. or movies that are, like, so bad that they're good. But I don't even know if I would apply that to this. Because, like, so a lot bad. of the cinematography is great. Like, there's a lot of great things about That's this well movie. Made. It's just baffling. It's not so bad. It's just... It's ridiculous in the sense yeah. of, like, this is... You're, you're gonna be like there's moments where you're gonna go what but it's also like for the right reasons you're not like what yeah I'm angry. it all it's like, feels intentional is... yes exactly it's like what this is awesome not what i hate this <laughs> exactly um so obviously this episode's coming out at some point in the near future probably this week i don't have a date for it right now but what do we want to plug everybody we can start here to my left on the screen with hollis uh, you know, no real plugs other than, you know, you can follow me on it's at it's Hollis black on all, all social media, um, working on some writing stuff, but they're not done. So I don't want to talk about them yet. That's fair. That's fair. We don't want to get into that murky territory of unreleased projects. Go follow Hollis though, and, and see what they're up to. You know, Nadav, what about you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at I'm underscore Nadav underscore. Hello. Uh, same with Twitter, although I rarely post there. And also, if you look me up, um, I changed my profile to Sal from Impractical Jokers for true. an April Fool's thing, and I just never changed it back. So yeah, just, you've just I, been Sal from Impractical Jokers on yeah, Twitter for a very I've been long getting time. a lot of people like tweeting at me. <laughs> Is that still happening? Me. Yeah, then people are still like adding me that I don't know. I'm just like, oh, I guess you guys think I'm actually Sal. And like, I got followed by a leftist in practical jokers fan. <laughs> you gotta capitalize <laughs> on this somehow. You gotta do it's, something with this. But um, yeah, other than that, um, my 
dear roommates and I run a show called Kitty Pool, which is uh, coming back at the clubhouse in L.A. Um, at the clubhouse. Yeah, yeah, we're doing nice. it at the clubhouse. I think our first show is going to be sometime in late October, but um, I think clubhouse is still kind of figuring out. Uh, yeah, it's barely back. So yeah, still, so we're we're still that's still in the works. But well, if you follow uh, Nadav on social media, yeah. you get to hear all the updates about that. Certainly. Uh, anything else? Nope. Bye. Wait, oh, I don't get to plug. Fuck you. Hold no, on. Fuck you. Fuck you, Kevin. Uh, as for me, at KB the podcast. Get the fuck out of here. At KB Anderson, yo, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you if goofy you live motherfucker. In, uh, if you live in the Los Angeles area, uh, October 16th, uh, there is Avatar 2 uh, Reloaded at the Good Night in North Hollywood. We got a really good lineup for this one. Uh, we got Sarah Schaefer headlining. We've got Chris- Katrina Davis, Eddie Del Cipe, uh what's her name? Uh, Kristen Lundberg, Dave Ross. It's going to be a really good show. Uh, also, um, if you're listening to this, this is a free episode of Fun Hinge. You can go check out more episodes on patreon.com slash bleakandreview. But also in this feed in the near future, uh, there's going to be another side podcast coming out called Kevin's Ketamine Corner, where I document my process of going through ketamine therapy. Uh, that is in the works because I haven't started treatment yet. But once I start, I will be documenting it in a heartfelt, therapeutic, and humorous fashion because I need to fix my fucking brain. Uh, so that's something to look forward to. Uh, Hollis, Nadav, this is a good movie. Nadav, thank you so much for being here. I thank hope you for having me. I, thank you for coming to us directly from Seinfeld's apartment. Um, this is just for the Zoom. If I have the video of this, I maybe maybe I'll post it. Who knows? Who could care? Uh, any final thoughts? Nope. All right, now Bye. that's the accurate time to do it. We'll see you next time, everybody, where we'll be talking about Boyfriend Dungeon.